So our scripture reading today comes from Psalms 34, 15 through 22. The Lord's eyes watch the righteous. His ears listen to their cries for help. But the Lord's face is set against those who do evil to eliminate even, even the memory of them from the earth. When the righteous cry out, the Lord listens. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous have many problems, but the Lord delivers them from every one. He protects all their bones. Not even one will be broken. But just one problem will kill the wicked, and those who hate the righteous will be held responsible. The Lord saves his servants' lives. All those who take refuge in him won't be held responsible for anything. May God add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and understanding of Scripture. Our hearts and minds are open. Amen. I am not okay, I promise. Uh, that, that's a lyric from uh, the, a 2004 song by My Chemical Romance, and the, the song describes uh, this young love between young people. Uh, it, it talks about the struggles, it talks about how hard it is to be in relationship with someone. Uh, but this title really does sum up just a truth about our human existence, I think, which is sometimes we just have to go, I, I'm just not okay. You know, in our um, modern expression of Christianity, in our Western expression, how we practice it here in the States, kind of uh, hurts us when it comes to walking with people who are going through problems. Uh, we tend to ignore people's real pain, and we don't mean to, but we ignore it by saying things like, uh, well, we'll just pray for you. And then we kind of like to avoid it after that. You know, we're, we're really, we're a whole lot better at dealing with physical problems, aren't we? You know, a, a, an illness, a, a broken bone is something that, that we can just wrap our minds around. But when it comes to emotional things, we don't have easy answers for that. Uh, a recent study kind of showed that about one in 10 people uh, suffer from depression in our culture. Um, between 2015 and 2020, uh, about 9% of Americans over the age of 12 struggled with depression. And that number has ticked up among teens and young adults to about 17%. You know, it doesn't take a researcher to show us that the pandemic has caused lots of troubles for people these days. Uh, if you don't hear anything else today, if, if you tune out the rest of the service, hear this. It is okay to be not okay. God knows that we live in a broken world. And God wants us to have a close enough relationship that we can say, 
I'm not okay. It's not a sign of weakness, but rather it's a sign of strength. It's a sign of emotional intelligence. Uh, In the scripture reading today, Brian read from us from uh, the Psalms. Now, this is a book that has over 150 songs written by the Hebrew people over hundreds of years. Now, these songs were primarily written to be shared in worship together with the community of believers. And these writings gave the full range of the human experience from joy and elation to to total despair. Uh, You know, one of the most common genres in the Psalms, the, 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 the type that we see more than anything else is the lament. And the lament is when uh, people cry out to God for injustice or sickness. And, and, and I think it says something to us that the Psalms, what the people of God use for worship for thousands of years has mostly laments in it. (laughs) They also have songs of thanksgiving, songs that, that give thanks to God when we come out to the other side. Uh, John Wesley, uh, uh, Jeremiah talked about him at the uh, welcome part of our service Uh, the guy that kind of started this whole thing with Methodism in the 1700s, he saw the Psalms as a way of God connecting with people. And in our uh, Methodist way of looking at that, we look at that as we connect with each other when we are in worship together. You know, the Psalms teach us that there is nothing in life or death that can't be shared with God. God is unshockable and knows us better than we even know ourselves. And he yearns to share every part with us. God has such a special love for those who are brokenhearted and crushed. This Psalm 34 falls into a a thanksgiving category. Uh, People wrote this song as a response to coming out of the other side of something. But it also has some great wisdom literature in it as well and encourages us that when we're not okay, that we can trust God. Uh, the great uh, theologian, Walter Brueggemann, says that we have these rhythms and seasons of life. Uh, We have a season of orientation, then we have seasons of disorientation, then we have seasons of reorientation. You know, I've taught on this before, so if you've gone, I've heard a little bit about that, because I feel like it's so important for us to think in these terms, especially when we're not okay. Now, that first season is called orientation. Now, now this is when everything in life is just wonderful, and it makes sense. 
You know, this is where when people say the good old days, it's not that all the good old days were good, but, but that's what they're referring to, or those times when life just made sense. Then everybody has a season of disorientation. You know, this is the season when we're not okay. This is the season when we feel like we're stuck in a pit, so to speak. You know, this is when we have someone close to us who passes away or, or, or we lose a job or, or, or we have to sell our house or, you know what I'm saying, these times of disorientation interrupts our lives. And then we have what he calls reorientation. This is when we realize we've moved into a new season. God has lifted us up out of the pit, so to speak. Now, some seasons of disorientation changes us forever. Meaning that once that happens, life will never be the same. That doesn't mean that life will not be good. Reorientation doesn't necessarily mean that we get back to the good old days, that we get back to the way it was before. Reorientation just means that now life makes sense in a different way. It's not that things are bad or awful anymore. We may have gone through a bad or awful time, but things make sense now. And we begin to live differently. Now, Brueggemann believed that you could see these three rhythms in the Psalms. And that makes sense to me. You, you see uh, Psalms of joy and, and then a Psalm of sorrow and pain. And then a Psalm of how we see the world in a different way. Now, what I want to ask is how can we bridge the gap so to speak, and when we're not okay, begin to move into a place where we're back in God's presence, where we can embrace the Psalm 3417 that says, when the righteous cry out, the Lord listens. He delivers them from all their troubles. You know, one of the best ways that God uh, comforts us is through people. Uh, we need to keep reminding ourselves that we are not alone. You know, the people we choose to surround ourselves with matters. Because these are the people we spend time with, that we hang out with, that we share our most innermost thoughts with each other. These people that we surround ourselves with, we even begin to act like them in some ways. Have you ever noticed that when you start hanging out with a different group of friends and you start acting a little bit differently? Having good close relationships with other people has proven to help improve our mood and perspective, especially when we're going through times of trouble, uh, when we're feeling down uh, or, or, or we need to some help, one of the things we need to do is to stay connected to each other. 
uh, staying connected to a community uh, like the church is one of the best ways we can go through hard times. Uh, the first funeral here at Asbury was for a toddler. She was in an accident. Her name was Emily, and her parents were Laura and Tony Nichols. They still go here today. And as you can imagine, when we talked about those three seasons of life, this immediately threw them into a season of disorientation, of darkness. Uh, at the Summer Institute last year, Laura talked about this accident and how Asbury surrounded them, that they were some of the first people, Asbury people were some of the first people on the scene. Now, not only did Tony and Laura go through this storm, but Asbury did as well. This was a new church at the time, full of lots of young people. They had lots of kids. You can imagine how devastating this time was in the life of this church. And the people of Asbury did not minister to Tony and Laura by giving them empty platitudes. When Laura talked about it, she talked about how Asbury sat with them cried with them, lamented to God with them. Verse 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He saves those whose spirits are crushed. One of the best ways to stay connected to your uh, church community is through uh, uh, small groups. Now this can be just a number of different things. We have great classes here on Sunday morning. We have Wednesday night classes. We also have things throughout the week that you can search for, but there are people that you can connect with outside of the official programming of the church and build community with one another. In fact, uh, in the fall, uh, a group of guys started hanging out behind the scout hut on Thursday nights at six o'clock uh, with Dave Driscoll. And all we do is cook. We bring our own meat, throw it on the grill, cook and talk. We don't do any devotionals or Bible studies. In fact, when I saw it on the website, it shows a picture of folks reading the Bible and I thought, oh, that's not quite accurate as to what we're doing on Thursday nights behind the scout hut. But you know what? We're beginning to build a group of people that when one of us goes through something, we'll have folks that can walk with us. God wants us to have a close enough relationship that we can say, I am not okay. Uh, another thing that I think we can do when we're not okay is to seek help. Uh, living life is not easy, it's really hard. <laughs> we all have thoughts and emotions that dictate how we feel and our mood. Uh, we're not built to go through life alone. It's okay to ask for help. Unfortunately, our culture uh, 
has a huge stigma when it comes to mental health. We all want to be courageous and brave and bold and our social media platforms say that everything is just fine. When we know that everything's not always just fine. The reality is that many of us walk in pain. And our mental health professionals have tools that can help us manage those times so much better than we can do on our own. Uh, the North Alabama Conference of the United Methodist Church, uh, I wish I would have looked this up, but it just thought in my, popped in my head right now. But for years, they've been helping people through United Counseling, which is a counseling arm of our conference. We were one of the first annual conferences in all of Methodism to offer this to people. It started in the old Caraway building. For those of you Birmingham natives, you'll remember that place. Now, our pastoral team, uh, we're not wise about everything, don't hear me say that, but we are wise enough to know that we're not trained counselors. And we can't help walk through everything with people. So we have money set aside for people who need counseling through United Counseling. They even meet right here on campus sometimes. It's there if you need it. You know, uh, the United Methodist Church believes so much in mental health that they give all of their pastors eight free sessions a year because pastors have a high rate of depression. Pastors and dentists, I'm not sure what that means, but, but pastors and dentists, we, we have a pretty high rate of depression. And, and most of our folks don't take advantage of that. And I would put myself in that category from time to time. I do take advantage of it, but I don't do eight a year. Why not? They're free. <laughs> That's a question for another sermon. <laughs> um, one day, I was chatting with my friend Ben Nelson. Uh, we, we talk weekly, and if, if you're a regular, you've heard me talk about him before, because we really do talk every week about what I'm preaching and what he's preaching. And I was telling him what I was preaching about, and, and he told me about uh, a friend of his who suffers from anxiety, but he comes from a background, a, a fundamentalist charismatic background that believes that, that if you just pray enough and you're faithful enough, you don't need help in that area, right? And, and so they were talking one day and he said, have you ever thought about seeing someone for your anxiety? And he just responded right back, no. All I gotta do is pray and live my life right and I'll be okay. And Ben said, well, great. Next time you break your leg, don't go to the ER. And he looked at him and he said, just pray about it. Just live your life right. And he makes such a good point that there are people who are trained to help us walk through life. Uh, I, I have a mild form of depression and I take an antidepressant every day. Uh, I don't know if it's due to being a pastor or genetics. Uh, I haven't gotten that part checked out yet. Uh, but I can tell you this, if I miss a few doses, I don't know a difference. I can't tell, but my family can. <laughs> In fact, every now and then, uh, I'll hear Tracy say, have you taken your meds? And I'll go, yes. No. <laughs> uh, 
You know, another way to help uh, you seek some help is through what's called spiritual direction. Uh, spiritual direction is a meeting with a person that is trained to help guide you in your spiritual life. So when you get out of sorts and off kilter or can't even find your way with God, these people can help you get back on the right path. Uh, it's not counseling. It's more of a spiritual coach. And we are blessed here at Asbury because on staff, Robin White, our adult ministry director, is a spiritual director. And, and she can see folks, and she can also help people find the right spiritual director. Because let me tell you, there's lots of people out there that call themselves spiritual directors, so you have to be you know, kind of wise in who you want to go see. Uh, and, and she is happy to help you with that. God wants to have a close enough relationship that we can say, I am not okay. I mentioned that our text for today is a psalm of thanksgiving, a response to uh, people who have come out of the other side. Uh, and we don't have to be alone in the hard times. Listen to how this psalm starts. We did not um, read this part in the scripture reading. This is the opening of Psalm 34, verses one and two. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be in my mouth. Praise the Lord. Let the suffering listen and rejoice. I love how it says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Eugene Peterson puts it this way. I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Kind of sounds like Paul, doesn't it? You remember what Paul said while he was in the prison cell? In all things rejoice. Can you imagine saying that from a prison cell? I want to leave you with a challenge. Lent officially begins on Wednesday. We're going to have an Ash Wednesday service at uh, 6.30 over in the sanctuary. Uh, we have um, journals that you can pick up. You can pick one up today. They're at the welcome desk. Uh, and you can take it home. We also have a podcast. We're going to be walking through the book of Mark all through Lent. And uh, the podcast can take you through a reading where you can have a reading of Mark every day and you can journal with that. But I also want to challenge you to do something else with the journal. I want to challenge you that at the end of every day, through Lent, this is going to be my Lenten challenge for myself, uh, instead of giving something up, I want you to write down three things that you're thankful for. Just three things. We've talked about this before. Three things that you're thankful for does so much good for the soul, especially when you're in times when things are not okay. If you're looking for a church, 
It's going to tell it like it is. You're going to be really frustrated here. (laughs) Because we have more questions than we have answers. Uh, None of us pastors feel like we have it all together. And there's a lot, many of you out there who could do a better job up here than we could. We want to be a place that walks with you. We want to be a place that you can find peace, that you can find comfort. We want to be a place where it's okay to say, I am not okay. Let's pray. God, thank you for coming into this place. Thank you for giving us each other to journey with. Oh God, when we enter those seasons when things are not okay, help us to remember we're not alone. Help us to stay connected with each other and help us to seek help. In Jesus' name, amen.